United States of America, South Carolina, and uh, the, the, Dan is a good friend of ours. He's been with our church for a number of years. Uh, he uh, comes and ministers and just really leaves a deposit of something really special that he carries. I've been hanging out with his buddy Austin uh, this week, uh, and uh, I've been giving Austin many, many nicknames. It's been a lot of fun, and um, he's blessing me by allowing me to be his best man at his wedding next year. It's just, it's a really powerful moment and an enjoyable time, and uh, I really thank you for that, Austin. It's just, it's such a blessing to be able to be a part of it. Uh, but these guys, these our, our people, our church, our pastor have been blessed by these guys being here with us. So church, can you join me? Can you stand up here? Let's honor and welcome Pastor Dan Lee and as he brings the word this morning. Wonderful. Just stay standing for a moment. Just stay standing for a moment. And uh, come on, are you ready this morning? Come on, I know that the 8.30 crowd are the hungry crowd. Come on, because the 8.30 crowd have all the Jesus lovers in it, am I right? Because you've got to love Jesus to get out of bed this early on a Sunday morning and miss the second half of the All Black game and get your children dressed and your husbands dressed to come to church. And, and I'm just expecting that you're going to receive something directly from heaven. Um, I really believe that your capacity to get fed and filled any given Sunday is less about the sermon that is dished up and more about the hunger you bring. Have you noticed how you can eat the finest meal, but if you've come in full, you can't really enjoy it? Uh, but, but you can like roll into a Burger King, and if you're starving, that cheeseburger is like, oh my goodness, that's like the most amazing thing I've ever eaten. It's because of the hunger that you bring. So just before you sit down, I just want to give you an opportunity. It's not for me, it's for you. Just to say, you know what, heaven, I'm hungry. I know there are some spaces in my life I need you to invade, I'm hungry. I know there are some challenges I'm facing right now or my family are facing right now, but hey, I'm hungry for your presence. I'm hungry for your move. Hey, you know, right now, God, there are some questions that I have unanswered in my life, but I'm hungry for your, for your word. I'm hungry for you. So Holy Spirit, right now, we make a decision to get hungry for you. We humble ourselves and say, we can't, we need you. We lower ourselves and we exalt you. And we expect you, Lord God, that you're going to speak to us in a unique way at this 8.30 gathering. Do this for your name's sake, in Jesus' name. And a bunch of hungry people said, amen. Come on, you guys can grab your seats. And uh, For those who don't know, my name is Dan Lee Ann. Uh, I'm originally from Melbourne, Australia, and so... Um, I share no joy with you for your all black win. The, the, only, the only thing I'm pumped about is that I love how we talk about how much we love Jesus and I surrender all and all that kind of stuff. But if the all blacks lose, it's like kind of like, you know, we put on the other kind of black in you know, the morning and we're walking around and Jesus is off the throne and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's good that the all blacks won so that you guys are smiling this morning. I feel, feel for the Springbok uh, men and women here in this room. I think there's more, as many Springboks as there are all blacks because I've had so many conversations about bunny chow this week with uh, uh, different South Africans. And so um, irrespective of where you find yourself right here, right now, I believe that God wants to move you forward into greater things. Can you say a good amen to that? So I woke up a little bit early this morning just to, to pray and to really prepare and to tune into what the Holy Spirit wants to do this morning. And I really feel He's given me a really simple word for all of y'all. That's my southern... American accent. Um, I really believe that this morning, simply put, uh, Jesus by His Spirit wants to help you take a faith step. 
take a faith step. If you just tap your neighbor and say, come on, we're going to take a faith step this morning. If you want to deepen your relationship with God, and ultimately God isn't just the, the, uh, the giver of your destiny uh, or the holder of your destiny, knowing God and being known by God is actually your entire destiny. If you want to go deeper into God, you need to take a faith step. Come on, if you want to bring a smile to his dial and warmth to his heart, glory to his name, if you want to honor God, you need to take a faith step. Hey, if you want to activate the miraculous and partner with God with seeing the darkness push back and glorious light invade, if you want to see the lost found and the hurting healed, the broken mended, if you want to see dead things rise again, you need to take a faith step. If ultimately you want to acquire the commodities that are actually most valuable in life, and it's not gold, it's not silver, it's not bronze, no, the most valuable commodities in life are faith, hope, and love, you need to take a, come on, a faith step. Go ahead and take a faith step. Let me pray, and we'll jump into this. Lord Jesus, we love you, and Lord Jesus, we acknowledge that you are up to something good right here, right now. So Holy Spirit, we invite you, have your way. Open up our eyes first and foremost to see Father God, who he is and who we are in his eyes. But beyond that, Lord God, help us understand how we are to now live out our lives, walking by faith in the light of what you've done and what you've promised to do in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Go on, take a faith step. What's the, uh, the, the biggest faith step you've ever taken? Was it, did it like center something around, you know, a financial decision or, you know, uh, a time years ago where you may, maybe stepped into a ministry or a role in a church? Is it, did it center around mission? What, what is the biggest faith step you've ever taken? Let me ask you another question. What's the last big faith step you've taken? And what's the gap between those two? Because I really believe that our lives were always meant to be marked by consistent and continual, come on, faith steps. Believing that God has a reality that he desires to unfold, we can't see it with our eyes. Sometimes we can't necessarily hear it with our ears. We, we often can't feel it with our hands, but we know that just as I have this flat nose on my face, there is a God reality that is unfolding. That he wants us to live in the light of and live in tune with. And he wants us. He's challenging us. He is beckoning us. Go on. Take a faith step. But I've seen with my eyes, they're small but they're relatively strong, that there is a general current and trend as a Christian person where it's kind of like once upon a time you're all about those faith steps. But the older you get, come on, the more risk adverse we become. Have you ever noticed that slide? I noticed that slide the other day. I've been here at conference all week, and I've been bouncing in between pastor's conference and kind of Elam conference and the youth conference, and every time I go to the youth conference, I really feel the slide. I remember when I was younger, I used to be wild. I'd be up in there and jumping around, dancing and sweating and kind of, you know, you know getting my nose busted up and just praising Jesus, but the older you get, it's amazing how you kind of slide from the crazy to the conservative, from the fearless to the fearful. I'm kind of like sitting there going, oh my goodness, it's too loud. You know, like I've seen in my own life, come on that slide. Come on, remember you were younger and you were so brave. 
It felt like everything was like, you know, you know on the table. It was like you, you were excited about the adventure. You were excited about discovery. But then something kind of crept into your soul, which shifted you from the crazy to the conservative. Remember when you were younger and like when it came to New Year's Eve and the only question we had was where we would be at sunrise? You know what I'm saying? Like kind of it's New Year's Eve and where we're going to go, which party, and then that party, and then we're going to climb the sky tower illegally, and then we're going to do all these things, and then we're going to be on this beach, and then we're going to see the sunrise, and then we're going to do communion together and usher in the new year kind of with Jesus right there as we kind of have like, you know, the coals burning and we're eating fish. But nowadays, we only talk about whether or not we're going to stay up until midnight. You know what I'm saying? Like, are we going to stay up until midnight? It's not a big thing. New Year's, New Year's, you know what I'm saying? We used to be so crazy, but then we got so conservative. Have you noticed the slide? You know, when we were younger, we're like, oh, let's, let's just, you know, when we, we had a little bit of like holiday time, let's do it. Let's like, let's pack the combi and drive around the North Island, work out how to turn it into an amphibious like vehicle, take it across to the South Island, drive around that, you know. And, and, and we used to like uh, dream so wildly about what we would do on our holidays. But nowadays, we're going, you know what? I don't know. I'm just going to go to Countdown, bunch of, bunch of, buy a bunch of groceries and sit and just watch, you know, some rerun all black games. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a slide. And we have to acknowledge that slide because we have to wrestle that slide. Yeah. We don't have to wrestle that slide. We've got to turn that slide around. Yeah. Because faith wasn't just meant to bring us into relationship with God. Come on. Faith was meant to carry us forward into everything that God had for us. Go ahead and take a faith step. Yes, faith saves us, but faith was meant to carry us forward. That's why 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 says, The righteous shall walk by faith. The righteous won't stand around pontificating about how wonderful that faith move was years ago. No, it was meant to be a consistent and continual movement forward. Faith steps will help us continue to experience what it's like to have a deepening relationship with God. And faith steps are also going to help us learn how to honor God, bring joy to his heart, Bring glory to his name. That's the reason the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to even please God. I know there are many people here in this room who honestly and earnestly want to please God. God makes it clear. The primary currency through which he is pleased isn't necessarily our service on a Sunday or our actions on the weekend or, or kind of even the nice things that we do. No, it is action. Come on, informed by faith. Come on, we need to take a faith step to deepen our relationship with God. We need to continually take faith steps so that we can please God. And we need to take faith steps to activate the miraculous in the world. That's the reason the Bible says in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 20, that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, it's not like, it's, it's not a giant leap. It's not like a, a, a plunge off a cliff. No, just a tiny little step forward informed by faith. You can speak to a mountain and throw it into the sea. Come on, how many people have got a mountain in their life they need to move? There are some mountains that are just immovable until you take a faith step. And ultimately, if you want your life to be marked by the things that God wants your life to be marked by, you need to take a faith step. We spend so much energy and effort. We burn all of our calories every single day trying to acquire and achieve. 
And God cuts in on that conversation and says, can I just remind you, at the end of the day, these are the only things that will remain, faith, hope, and love. And I really believe that if we would begin, even today, come on, acquiring the things that really matter the most in the grand scheme of eternity through faith, we're gonna find ourselves one day, we will all find ourselves one day, looking at what we have amassed here on earth, and we will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And I promise you, it's gonna be less about the car in your driveway, less about the square footage of your home, it's gonna be less about how many certificates hang on your wall, come on, it's gonna be about, wow, faith step after faith step after faith step after faith step. Come on, go ahead. Take a faith step. So what I wanna do really, really quickly and simply with you is I wanna break down a faith step. With my desire being that you would maybe be stirred by the Spirit to see you in this story. And this story unfolding for you maybe even this week. And maybe for many weeks to come. I want to break down the anatomy of a faith step and really believe that the Holy Spirit is going to take something that he locked in time and space and put into the scriptures as an example, as a lesson for us, and that out of this gathering around a simple text, we would all be able to identify the next faith step. I'm going to be looking at one of the most famous faith steps in all of the Bible, and it's found in the book of Matthew. So if you've got your Bibles, go with me to the book of Matthew. It's right there at the beginning of the New Testament. If you don't um, have a Bible, you can just listen along to my, you know, my cool Australian accent. And, um, and, and, uh, and maybe in the second service, because I didn't get the notes to them in time, we're going to put it on the giant Jesus iPad in the second service. But Matthew chapter 14 and verse 25 to 31 uh, this is one of the most famous faith steps ever taken in the Bible. Uh, if you've been around church for a while, you recognize this story is the time Peter, come on, took a faith step out of a boat and he walked on water. The Bible says here that um, the, the disciples were uh, already well and truly uh, into the rhythm and the flow of Jesus' ministry and they were preaching the gospel and healing the sick. Uh, they had just come from an episode where they were feeding 5,000 with nothing but a couple of small fish subways, and, and uh, Jesus was at the absolute height, uh, the zenith of his popularity. Uh, but it was fascinating how in amongst all the crazy things that were happening, Jesus kept trying to take his disciples away from the hysteria to teach them lessons. You've got to understand that Jesus is less interested about what you are doing and much more interested in who you're becoming and what you're learning from him. So, so here is a lesson that's unfolding. You think they would be able to revel in the glory of seeing all these people healed and saved and set free and raised from the dead, but Jesus, no, gets them into a boat and sends them to the other side of the lake. In verse 25, it says, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on that lake, as you do, because you're Jesus. You get to walk on the stuff that you make. And when the, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. I love this. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come out to you on the water. Verse 29, come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, and he, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, 
why did you doubt? I love this story, because I see, I see myself in this story. I, I see you in this story. We are all, in a sense, in a boat, sailing to the other side, guided by Jesus, directed by Jesus, watched by Jesus, miraculously held by Jesus. This day, uh, they're on this uh, ride across to the other side of the lake, and, and Jesus comes out. He's deciding, you know what, uh, I'm just going to you know, take the, 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 the route that the crow would fly. I'm just going to walk straight across the lake. I love how he's just like walking by. He's, like to- he's so in total, absolute control. Um, he's like just walking by, just like kind of, why are you guys surprised by this? I'm just like taking it. I'm just walking by, and the disciples freak out. They think it's a ghost. Jesus reveals, you know, no, 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 it's me. I- I'm right here right now. And I love how Peter instinctively says, well, that, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some incredible miracles in the last year and a half, two years hanging out with you. Uh, I, I've seen a woman with the issue of blood, see total healing and freedom. I saw like a demoniac set free, and now he's a traveling evangelist. I saw this dead little boy kind of you know, raised back to life as you interrupted the funeral and slapped the coffin. I've seen all these crazy things. But you know what I haven't? I want to see a miracle. So I've been walking with you, I've been seeing some cool things, but I want to go deeper with you. So, hey, you call me out and walk on this water. So Jesus says, come on out, the water's fine. And he steps out of that boat and he becomes Peter, the water walker. I love this story because it not only details the story of someone who took a faith step, it gives us insight into the anatomy of a faith step. And it provides us, come on, a challenge. If we want to be people, irrespective of where you are at right now in your journey with Jesus, where you've just started this journey with Jesus or you've been going for 50 years, come on, we can all glean from this and take our next faith step. The anatomy of a faith step, the first thing you need is a word. Write that down. If you wanna take a faith step, you need a word. A word from Jesus is what separates a faith step from a foolish step. Come on, a faith step from a fantasy step. Come on, a faith step from a foolhardy step. Some people, when they hear a message about taking a faith step, they just think it's the first crazy and dumb thing that comes into their mind. Let's just go out and do that. That's a faith step. Oh my goodness, you're right, Dan. I'm I'm gonna take a faith step. Right after this service, I'm going to the closest ATM. I'm going to withdraw all of my money. I'm going to run down Pakaranga and just start throwing cash in the air, going, Jesus is alive. And, <laughs> you know, I'm going, to, I'm going to climb to the roof of this building and kind of take my shirt off and kind of like, Jesus. No, no. What separates a faith move from a foolish move is a word. Come on, what separates a faith move from just a fantasy move is a word. That's what happens here in the Bible. In verse 29, you'll see what Peter walked on. Technically, Peter never walked on water. For, for, for so many years, 2,000 years, we've told this story about how, you know, Peter, he walked on water, he stepped out of a boat and he walked on water. Technically, Peter never walked on water. He walked on a word. Because he says to Jesus, yo, if that's you, can I come out and hang out with you? And then Jesus says, come. He, he, he walked on that word. If the other disciples saw Peter kind of enjoying walking around out there in the Sea of Galilee and they jumped into the ocean as well to follow Peter, they would have sunk to the bottom and drowned. Because what? They did not receive a word. So I'm not asking you first thing tomorrow to get up in the morning and ask what the craziest thing you can do and then go do it and say it was Jesus. But I'm asking you first thing tomorrow morning 
get up and begin to pray. Would you talk to me today? Come on, get up first thing in the morning. Open up your word and believe. Come on, it's a personal, signed love letter to you. And start reading and say, hey, Jesus, would you speak to me today? Come on, I'm gonna challenge you to maybe even wake up a little bit early tomorrow morning and turn on some worship music and allow the presence and the spirit of God to invade every part of your being and start listening for the voice of God and whatever he whispers, do. Because a real faith step, come on, is built upon a word. And can I just remind you that God is not the strong, silent type? Like, who are you sitting here in the front row? You look like the strong, silent type. You got your arms folded, that kind of stuff. You look like the strong, silent type. You look like you wouldn't say a heap of things, but when you say something, people pay attention and listen because, you know, you're, not a, you're a man of few words, you know? Like, some people think that God is like a big, strong dude who's kind of like, you know, God's not like that. God's like a talkative. He's more like me, like an annoying Asian guy who just won't shut up, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know why? Because God doesn't love as an act of His will, but as an extension of His character. And love, by definition, communicates. Right. Love will not withhold. Love will not hide. Love always wants to give. Right. And so you've got to understand that if you think that God is a strong, silent type person, like will only speak to you once upon a time when you're in college or university and bring you to Him and then basically be quiet for the rest of the time, you've got the wrong God. Yeah. The God of the universe expressed through Jesus Christ with us right now by the Holy Spirit. Come on, is a talkative God. Yeah. And He will talk to you every day. And when you hear a word, get, you get, come on, you get to step out. You might get a word when you're sitting on the bus on the way to university or to school tomorrow, and he's going to give you a word to go and just encourage a person or to pray for Come on, step out in faith. Come on, this afternoon, you're going to have a word kind of stir in your heart that, you know, maybe a husband needs to share just a, a word of encouragement with their wife. And, and in, in, in the past, the, the husband would have kind of just you know, sidestepped that and ignored that. No, no, you're going to be stirred. Hey, take a step of faith. Come on. Even today, as you think about like tonight's services, you know, five when, when Pastor Mike is coming around and you think to yourself, there is someone in my life right now who I just know needs encouragement that can come here at Elam in the East. Come on, this, this day, like God's gonna be stirring your heart, giving you a word about someone in the text or invite, come on, step out in faith. But it has to be a word. It has to be a word. The first thing you need is a word. Don't run out and do something dumb. Run out and listen for God's voice. And he's not the strong, silent type. He's incredibly talkative. Number two, the anatomy of a faith step. You, have to, you need a word. Second of all, you need to take a deep breath and then jump. At some point, once you have your word, you have to take a deep breath and just go. Yeah. I, I wish there was another way I could put it. Way too often, we miss out on taking a faith step because we sit down and then try to work out an equation until it feels right to take a jump. But the problem is, if you sit down and wait for all the numbers to add up, you're going to be moving out. You will eventually, it will eventually happen, but most likely by then it'll be a calculated move, not a faith step. And so many people are missing out on the depths of understanding what it's like to know God and to be known by God. There are so many people going through life not activating the miraculous. There are so many people going through life thinking they're pleasing God, but they're actually missing the entire point of what life was meant to be because they're sitting around doing the sums, trying to wait until it all adds up. Come on. At some point, when you receive a, a word from God, you're going to have to take a deep breath and take a step. I love that's what Peter does here. Peter hears a word from God. Bless you. And the wind was still blowing, the waves were still crashing, the water still seemed like, well, water. But because, come on, he had received that word, come from Jesus, he took a deep breath and stepped out. What do you need to take a deep breath in? 
and step out. Maybe you might be, you know, hey, it's been a while since you've really been engaged in a small group like Pastor Steve was talking about. Hey, maybe God's been stirring that in your heart. Come on, take a deep breath and step out. Hey, I'm really busy. I've got so many. No, no, take a deep breath and step out. Now, maybe it might be an area of finance or giving. Hey, historically, when, when things were really going through the roof and you were giving and sowing and tithing so regularly and then things kind of got a little bit rough and rocky in your life, you pull back a little bit, but you never jump back in again. And you know God's been speaking to you about that. Come on, over the last couple of weeks, the last couple of months, he's been like kind of, kind of like nibbling away at your heart. Come on, take a deep breath and take a step out. It might be in the area of you know, going and serving somewhere. It might be in the mission field. It might be, you know, kind of stepping out and, and, and joining the community that old, you know, the Frosties, old, you know, young Adam and young Darcy. You're gonna be, you know, God's been stirring in your heart. Yeah. But at some point, you need to take a deep breath and take a faith step. Come and step out. If you wait for all the conditions to be right, most likely you have missed your opportunity to take a faith step. At some point, you're going to have to recognize, you're going to have to recognize it doesn't add up, but God has spoken, amen? I'm going to take a deep breath and take a faith step. Thirdly and lastly, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep on walking. Keep your eyes on Jesus and keep on walking. You take a faith step and yep, you're going to feel the carrying and the keeping of heaven, there's no doubt. You're gonna see the mighty and the marvelous begin to unfold, but you know what's gonna also be happening? Uh, the wind will still be blowing. Yeah. <laughs> the waves will still be crashing. Yeah. It still won't make sense if you really think about it. Yeah. But keep on stepping forward. Keep your eyes on Jesus. That's what Peter did here. Got out, saw Jesus, started walking. What happened when he took his eyes off Jesus? Started sinking. Eyes back on Jesus, I guarantee he would have floated again. Eyes off Jesus, sinking again. And if you are really gonna take a faith step, you're gonna have to recognize that it's gonna be built upon a word that God is gonna give you regarding something specific he wants to see unfold. At some point, you're gonna have to take a deep breath and just go because everything will not eventually add up. And if you wait for everything to add up, you have just subtracted God from your equation. Wow. <laughs> and then if, if you, go, you gotta keep your eyes and just keep on walking. Yeah. I, I took a faith step with my family about 15 months ago. You know why we moved to America? Everyone's been asking all week, why'd you move to America? And like, you know, is it like New Spring Church or is it, is it like kind of opportunity? Was it money? Was it da da da? You know, honestly, um, the reason we moved to the USA as we start playing in the background beautiful keyboard tones with like kind of minor chords that make everyone feel emotional and receptive. <laughs> the reason we moved is because as a family, we need to take a face step. <laughs> I'm 42 years of age. I've got a 14 year old daughter and a 12 year old son. I've got a wife with an undisclosed age. And, um, and, and, and Krista and I had, have lived an adventure. We, it was pretty adventurous. I got married at 21 and she was 22. And right away we decided, hey, you know what? I had my accounting degree. I wasn't gonna be an accountant. I was gonna go to Bible college because I felt God speak to me about that. And we really started off with nothing. And we haven't had a lot the whole way through, but God has always been good. Anyway, we kind of fast forward 20 years and we're kind of going, hey, you know what? Our life has always been marked by faith, but really, the reality is every year my speaking set, like my schedule is really just like a, like a cut and paste from the year before. You know, 70, 80% of the stuff that I do is just like, you know, that's the reason I've been at Elam, so I mean every single year you kind of, and I remember coming to a moment like in mid 2016 
where I, I was getting these invitations and I wasn't even praying about it. I wasn't even thinking about it. The calendar was just filling up. I didn't even think about it. And then it struck me, hey, it was time to start begging God for an opportunity to take another faith step because the greatest gift that I'm gonna give to my children isn't a university education, it isn't a car to drive when they're 18, it's not, it's not the inheritance of a house, the greatest gift I'm gonna give my children one day is a living, active faith. And so like, we start praying, doors start opening, next thing we know, we're living on this other side of the world. We move from the most livable city in the world, Melbourne, Victoria, to the 49th most livable state in America, South Carolina. All right, and we've been asking ever since, what are we doing and what have we done? I probably asked that question more intensely than any other time, probably about two months into moving there. And my, my kids were having a really hard time adjusting to school, uh, especially my son. And so um, as clear as a, as a guitar being strung, strung in the background says, Dan, you need to do something about this. And so. What I did is uh, we organized a special time for my son Josiah to link up with his friends on the other side of the world, because he missed his friends so much, uh, to have a, a fortnight kind of party together. So uh, Josiah had to stay up really late and his friends had to wake up really early and they got to all have a fortnight party together. And so I remember it was like 10 o'clock and they all started playing Fortnite. They're all on the headsets and they're all talking and killing things together, it was awesome. <laughs> I went to bed, woke up the next morning and guess what, Josiah's out there again with his headset on. I thought he stayed up all night. <laughs> talking to the kids, um, you know, playing Fortnite. And, um, and I go to Josiah and I say, wow, that's amazing. You're still on the head, like the headset. No, no, I slept for a little bit, but I'm back out here again. And I'm going to myself, which, one are you, which, one, which ones are your friends? Because he's talking to someone on the headset. And so which one of your friends from Australia like kind of skip school to stay online with you and, and, and play Fortnite with you? And he said, oh no, there's no one there. I'm just pretending that I'm talking to them. And everything inside of me just crushed. So I ran to my bedroom, I swear, I pulled the bag off the shelf and I just wanted to throw everything that we had back into the bag and just go back to Australia. I've made a mistake, we'll come back another time. You know, the two months that we've given is kind of, you know, it's been helpful, blah, blah, blah. And I felt so strong in my spirit. The Holy Spirit saying, keep your eyes on me and keep on walking. Because we're gonna please God. We're gonna honor God. Come on, my family are gonna know God like they've never known Him before, and the Leans are having their story written in God's story as we step out in faith. Can anyone say a good amen to that? Come on, would you take a faith step? Hey, my time is done. I'm way into the overtime right now. And there's like, there's a big trap door here that Pastor Steve's about to hit, and, and I'm gonna be a real gospel ninja. I'm gonna disappear before your eyes. But would you allow me to do two quick things in one minute? Number one, there's someone here in this room who does not have a current relationship or a sense of relationship with Jesus. You might have never ever responded to the love of God or you may have responded but it was many years before but you feel distant from Him. Would you take a faith step? Come on, maybe the most important faith step you'll ever take and just simply say yes to a relationship with God. Would you do that? So with every eye closed and every head bowed and no one looking around. If that's you here this morning, you're saying, I wanna take a faith step and say yes to Jesus. Even if it's only one, I wanna lead you in a prayer, okay? If there's one person in this room who says, I want a relationship with Jesus, I want to know God, take that faith step. When I count to three, lift your hand where you are. Ready? 
only if it's one. Let's go, ready? One, two, three. If that's you, just lift your hand. I see your hand there. There's one over here. The hand is shot straight up. It's so cool. I knew there'd be one this morning. So good. Okay, everyone here at Elam East, 8.30 service, especially if you lift your hand, I want you to pray this prayer after me out loud. Let's do it. Dear Jesus, thank you for your love. I take a faith step. I trust my life into your hands. Help me by your spirit. Live now for your glory. Amen. Can you put your hands together for that one man who lifted theirs? Lifted his. I see you. I'm going to be standing here and right after the end of this service, stay where you are. I'm going to come to you. Okay? Don't move. I'm going to come to you. For the rest of us, come on, who's ready to take a faith? step. Come on, men, come on. Take a faith step. Come on, amazing women of God. Come on, take a faith step. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would give us a word that would inform a step, that would cause us to keep on stepping. And I thank you, God, for the great things we're going to see, the miracles that will unfold, hard soil that would be broken up and then seeing beautiful things grow in its place. I thank you, God, for the way we will bring joy to your heart as we take a faith step. So speak to us. Help us take a breath and go in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen.